Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of 20 and 20, the rapid fire review show from the New Experimental Hours Podcast Network. My name is Pat. I am your host. Today is Friday, December 18th, 2020. I'm broadcasting to you at 10.05 a.m. from my basement in chilly Chicago. I want to thank you for joining me today. For those who are new to the show, 20 and 20 is what I say it is. It is a rapid fire review show. I do review 20 different things in 20 minutes with the help of a stopwatch. I'm going to let you know whether a whiteboard is superior to a chalkboard. I'm going to tell you what I think of the Arnold Schwarzenegger vehicle jingle all the way. And I'm going to rate Borscht on a scale of 1 to 10. That's just what I do. And I hope you enjoy listening. I am going to pull out my stopwatch right now and we're going to get this show on the road. Seeing as today is the last Friday of the 2020 school year, I've been doing a little bit of looking back and assessing our response to COVID with respect to schools. And I want to propose an alternate timeline, an alternate scenario from the one that played out. Suppose back in the spring, instead of shutting down and reopening restaurants and bars and shops, suppose we had kept those businesses closed and instead focused on opening schools. Suppose we had paid people a living wage to stay home from their jobs. Suppose we had provided teachers with adequate PPE, with ventilation in rooms, with contact tracing, and with rapid testing. Suppose we had done the same for students. Suppose we had centered our response around children instead of around adults and around the economy. I think we might look back on 2020 with less regret than we do now. I don't know whether I'm on the right or wrong side of this argument. I'm not sure I ever will, or if I will, I'm not sure if I'll know that for years to come. But I do suspect that we handle things a little bit incorrectly. And so I just felt like sharing that because, like I said, that alternate timeline has been haunting me a little bit for the last couple weeks. It's not a review. It's just something I feel like talking about. Next thing I feel like talking about is the uh, drive-up services and the delivery services that have kept us alive during the pandemic. Shout out to all the postal workers, all the delivery drivers, all the people working at the grocery shop, running food to and from your car. We appreciate you. I especially want to give a shout out to Target's drive-up service. I've spoken with this Um, If not on the podcast, then at least with friends and family, I don't care for being inside a Target. I find it a little bit overwhelming, but I think their drive-up service is exceptional. You pull up, they have your order out to you in like a minute, it's contactless, it's real simple, and um, gets those essential goods into your car without having to go into the wretched store. So shout out to them and shout out to every other business that is making that happen. And most importantly, shout out to the people who are facilitating it. You guys are doing an awesome job and we do appreciate you. And I also appreciate making a bunch of rice at the beginning of the week. Hard pivot, but it's one I feel like I have to make. At the beginning of the week, I pull out the Instant Pot. I throw in two cups of dry brown rice, two and a half cups of water. And about 15 minutes later, I have four cups of cooked rice. I put it in a big container Maybe I eat it all with one stir fry one night. Maybe I eat it over the course of several meals. Whatever the case, if you don't start your week with a batch of rice, you're doing things wrong. This is how you get through a pandemic. And when the pandemic's over, this is how you're going to get through 
this so-called Life, which was a TV show way back in the day. Making a bunch of rice is cool. Drinking a cup of wine with that rice is even cooler. I do have a recommendation for a winemaker. The name is Field Recordings. That's field as in like the field museum or let's go run through a field. Field Recordings um, out of San Luis Obispo, California. Specifically, I want to talk about one of their bottles, which runs for $18. That is reasonable in my eyes. 18 bucks is on the high end of my budget, but I do make exceptions for this bottle of Fiction Red. It's a red blend. comes with a variety of grapes. It is always delicious. It's tannic. I think that's the word. I'm learning my wine lingo. I'm trying. I'm trying to dip a toe into this world. Field Recordings is making it easier. I get it at my local grocer. I think if you go to any wine purveyor, you're likely to find it there. Field Recordings is where it's at, and they're my wine pick of the week. My book of the week is Claudia Rankin's Just Us, an American Conversation. Claudia Rankin made a huge splash a couple years ago with her book, Citizen. I thought that was a great book. We discussed it in a book club that I was a part of back in Seattle. Shout out to Chib. And um, it's a really thought-provoking book. And this new one, Just Us, is, if not as good, potentially even better. It's awesome. It's about relationship between white and black people in our country. It's about the legacy of slavery, the legacy of Jim Crow, the legacy of inequality. It's about white privilege. It's about the ways white people have used their privilege to get a leg up in the world. It is an uncomfortable book, but it is a necessary book. And I've been reading a little bit every night. And the way she blends uh, image with poetry, with prose, is just unparalleled. You owe it to yourself to get out and get Claudia Rankin's Just Us, an American Conversation. Check it out. If you're looking for a podcast recommendation, might I suggest The History of Denim? It's on a podcast called Heddles Blowout. Heddles is a web space that covers the area of menswear, specifically salvage jeans, workwear, high-end, non-fashion type clothing. It's a good website. Their podcast blowout is pretty cool, and they're doing a history of denim right now that's really interesting. Um, Not surprisingly, denim and slavery and cotton all go hand in hand. It's part of the American tragedy. Around the mid-1800s, because of industrialization and the rise of cities and the rise of um, the so-called blue-collar workers, um, workwear was needed. And how did you make workwear? Well, you used cotton. So the cotton gin was invented, spinning jennies, um, and suddenly you have a boom in the slave trade and slave labor. So, um, yeah, if, if you want to understand the world of denim, if you want to fully appreciate this garment that we take for granted every day, it's worth it to look back at the history. I think you'll really enjoy it. Moving on, uh, I don't sell jeans per se, but I do have a new job as a seasonal retail uh, employee. I'm not going to tell you where, uh, but I will say that I'm selling apparel. I was um, kind of primed to be let down by this new direction in my life, but um, so far I'm actually really enjoying it. People say, oh, seasonal retail is terrible. People complain. There's lines. I mean, yeah, that's true, but like, also you get to make someone's day when you find just the right present, when you deliver a service to them that goes above and beyond. I try to look at it in those terms, and when I do, 
I find that I actually like the job. So I hope they keep me on after the season's over. There's no guarantee. Uh, of course, I'll let you know right here on 20 and 20 as soon as, um, as soon as I know. And every lunch shift, I'm going over to Olivia's Market. That's on Wabanja for all those people in Chicago. Um, terrific little place. And I get a drink called Mr. Cucumber. Mr. Cucumber is a, I would call it a hybrid sparkling water pop. It's kind of in a no man's land, but that's what makes it so good. It is sweet without being overly sweet like a, um, like a bottled uh, mainstream pop. It is refreshing. It tastes like cucumber. Um, if you've ever had cucumber water, it's similar to that, but with the added bubbles and a little bit of cane sugar. Really exceptional stuff. So if you're at your local grocer and you see Mr. Cucumber, it's not going to be at every grocer. But if, if you get one of those little fancy grocers like a Whole Foods maybe, you might just see it. Check it out. It's really delicious. I like to um, shine a spotlight on various kids' books. I try to do that every episode. The one I've chosen today um, is a series called the Shinalite Books. They're by the publisher Kane Miller. Shinalite Books are really neat. You need a dark room and a flashlight to make the book really come to life. On the surface, it looks like a normal book, but then when you use that flashlight in a dark room, strange things happen. Most of the books are centered around nature. So when you shine a light behind the page, Maybe you see an octopus that wasn't there. It was hiding in the sand. Maybe you see a Bengal tiger that was uh, camouflaged by the tall grass. Whatever the case, um, if your kid is uh, getting to be reading age and especially like interested in flashlights or other gizmos, I think this book might be right up their alley. So check them out. The Shine a Light Books by Kane Miller. I also um, want to give a special shout out to a small business near my house called RR Number One. RR Number One is just off the corner of Ashland in Chicago. It's a terrific little gift shop. If you're thinking about buying some last minute holiday gifts, you should check this place out. RR Number One has candles, kids' books, clothes, jewelry, stationery, enamel pins, patches, stickers, cards. Um, puzzles. I mean, need I go on? They've got everything a good gift shop should have. Housed inside an old building. Very quirky. It's kind of dark. Uh, it's jam-packed with goods. It is not minimalist. In fact, I would call it maximalist. It's super fun to be inside that place. Special shout out to my neighbor, Sierra, for giving me that recommendation. Um, it was an awesome one. I went in there and I should have gone in long ago because it, it's my kind of place. RR number one, check it out. One of my favorite songs of the last year was a, <laughs> not a current song, not at all. It's by Steve Winwood, formerly of the band Traffic. Um, and he also sang, bring me a higher love. So it's not that song, but it's back in the high life again. Why do I love this song so much? Great question. I know you've probably been thinking about why you love the song so much, but I'll tell you why I like the song so much. First of all, strong singing performance. Steve Winwood is an underrated singer. He's also an underrated songwriter and an underrated lyricist. He's underrated in almost every respect. Let me read to you a segment of the lyrics. I'll be back in the high life again. All the doors I closed one time will open up again. I'll be back in the high life again. All the eyes that watched me once will smile and take me in. There's optimism there. It's an acknowledgement that you've been living life 
not paying attention that when you slow down, you could be back in the high life again. You could see some good in the world. I'm trying to will this into existence, people. And part of that is listening to my guy, Steve Winwood. Shout out to him. Valerie. Okay. Um, also got to give a special shout out to another group that predates Steve Winwood even. I'm talking about the Bee Gees. The Bee Gees um, from England. They moved to Australia. Interesting group. Three brothers, of course. Barry, the star, had a falsetto like you would not believe. Stay alive. You know what I mean? Dude is just an unbelievable singer, and their harmonies are otherworldly, brotherly, you could say. I understand there is a new Bee Gees documentary on HBO Max. I can't wait to steal someone's password and check that out. The Bee Gees are also some of the sharpest dressers. If you're not following New Experimental Hours on Instagram, you are missing out. I have been talking about the Bee Gees style for the last year. They go hard and nobody knows it. I'm trying to bring this into the public consciousness. Why don't you join me? The Bee Gees, good dressers, even better musicians. Let's give a shout out to them. Uh, song I'm really into lately is Too Much Heaven. Late ballad from the group, but exceptional work. Underrated, overrated, properly rated. I've gone ahead and decided to make this a regular fixture of 20 and 20. And today I'm talking about condiments, ketchup, mustard, and mayonnaise. Uh, which is underrated, which is overrated, and which is properly rated. Overrated would be ketchup. I think you probably knew this was coming. I love ketchup. I love putting it on fries, on a burger. I just think that there's not a lot else you can put ketchup on. I've known people to put it on steaks and fried chicken. Are you freaking crazy? No. You put it on fries. It's great at that. It just isn't all that flexible. Uh, underrated would be mayo. Yeah, mayo's underrated. Mostly because lots of people are really babies about mayo. Like, oh my god, mayonnaise. Oh no. Get over it. It's like, it, it comes at the grocery store. It's sold by Hellman's. It's mayonnaise. It's not that crazy. Get into it. You can put it on everything. It brings, um, it brings up any sandwich, any burger. It rules. Mayonnaise rocks. Haters be damned. Um, properly rated, mustard. Look, I know mustard has its haters, but I think it's terrific. And anyone who likes mustard loves mustard. There's all sorts of kinds. You got honey mustard, Dijon mustard, whole grain mustard. It rocks. I put it on everything. Definitely on sandwiches, burgers, hot dogs, sausages, that sort of thing. This is a meat-free podcast, remember, so those are all fake burgers and sausages and so forth. Bear with me, all right? Another thing I might put on my sausages uh, some Jardinera. Shout out to my friend Diego who gave me a jar of his homemade Jardinera. It was his first batch, a little bit of an experiment, and you know what? Turned out pretty damn well. I've been eating this stuff for the last couple weeks and um, really enjoying it, putting it on all sorts of stuff. Namely, I'll mix it up with some hummus, I'll put it on a sandwich, I'll put it on some pizza, a little bit of avocado toast. Jardinera is super... Um, uh, what's the word? You can put it on anything. There's a word for that. And um, it's especially nice when it comes from a friend. So shout out to Diego and shout out to everybody who have come up with some new hobbies during quarantine. Like do something new. Take a, take a leap. You know, um, bake some bread if that's what you want to do. Make some homemade mayonnaise. You know you can send your boy Pat some homemade mayonnaise. and I'll be all over it. Um, you know, just try something new, especially in the kitchen. Uh, kitchen skills are uh, worthy of uh, developing. 
give it a chance. Uh, when I'm eating food, I like to drink beer. Okay, so sue me, right? Put me in jail. I like beer with food. Sometimes not with food. Sometimes just uh, when I'm just hanging out. I drink a beer. I like this new beer from Ravinia Brewing. They're out of Ravinia, Illinois. Whoa. Uh, I also have spots in Chicago from what I understand. I don't know the brewery that well, but they have a new stout called John Doe Gingerbread Stout. It is not subtle. It does not have hints of gingerbread. No, this is like eating a gingerbread cookie and it rocks. I love it. It's a beer that I, I just had a four pack of it. I savored it. This is rare. Usually I'll drink two or three of the beers in a night and then be done for a little while. But no, I had one stout every night comes in a tall boy and I just sipped it and I read a little bit of Claudia Rankin or I listened to a little bit of Back in the High Life again as I do. Just ask Kathy and I enjoyed the beer and it was good. Check it out, you know, gingerbread stout. If that sounds good to you, you'll like it. Promise. Um, something that might not be up your alley, but is worth a shot. You know, I'm all about taking risks. A trusted friend once told me that people are psychologically inclined to enjoy it when you use their first name. So if you see your lover out there, say, hey, Kathy. It's like she gets a little serotonin rush just because you use their first name. Hello, so-and-so. Hello, so-and-so. Here's the thing. You can do this with a cashier at the supermarket or at JCPenney or at wherever. Do it with the cashier. They're going to wear a name tag. They're wearing a name tag for a reason. They It is either the policy of the store or it's their pre- preference to be called their name. So you say, hello, Barbara. And then it really actually creates a rapport and an intimacy with the cashier that you wouldn't necessarily have. I don't mean that in a creepy way. I mean that in like a really familiar way where you can strike up a conversation, have a human moment with this person who is uh, ultimately like serving you in a way, right? It's their job, but they, they are doing you a service and to use their first name is to honor them. I think a lot of people, a lot of cashiers probably find me a little bit silly or strange or awkward. I can live with that. That's life. I'm an awkward human being and I walk around and I try not to be, but what can you do? I like calling people by their first name. So you know, and if you should see me out at my uh, seasonal retail job and you see that my name is Pat, call me Pat. I won't mind it. In fact, I'll probably get a little bit of a rush, you know. Uh, moving forward, when you're at the mall, at uh, you know, about to go shop at a place that hires seasonal retail employees, park far away. Don't circle the lot so that you can get just the right spot close to the buildings. Park far away. Park way in the back where there are no other cars. I do that. Here's why. Everyone's trying to get steps in. They're trying to get 10,000 steps a day. Well, if you want to get steps, you got to actually walk. It takes a little longer to walk out to your car way at the back of the lot. Furthermore, you won't have any trouble finding your car. It's not one in a sea of uh, Camrys. No, it's that special Camry way the hell out there that only you would park at. at uh, and it's also like you're not going to get hit with a shopping cart because no one else is around. I just think it's cool. Like it bugs Kathy sometimes because I'm parking like quarter mile away from the door. But ultimately, I know she's appreciative of me. <laughs> that's just that's what I do, and I and I gotta give a shout out to it. Shout out to cardigans. When I'm walking to and from the mall, you know I'm wearing a cardigan. Uh, formerly a garment worn by old men, grandpas. You know it's got a there's a stereotypical cardigan wearer. I think now that whole cliche has been upended by young brands like I'm Leon Dor, Noah, Todd Snyder, 
They're all putting out fresh cardigans into this world, and I am for it. They are made with interesting materials. You might get a cotton cashmere blend. You might get a wool blend. You might get something with wacky colors, wacky design. If you're into leopard print, I could find you that cardigan. If you're into bold stripes, yes, it is out there. They are very versatile. You can put them on over a long sleeve. You can put them on over a t-shirt, even a hoodie. You can rock a cardigan no matter what time of year. But right now is especially good because it's cold out. Get yourself a cardigan. The one I prefer right now is just like a khaki. It's from L.L. Bean. It is that stereotypical grandpa cardigan. I'm not ashamed. And I look good. And I'm toasty. Hmm. Number 19 is seeing airplanes. This morning when I was out walking Ray around the neighborhood, it was 6 a.m. Remember that feeling after 9-11 when you looked into the skies and there were no planes around and how eerie that was and how unusual? It's kind of like that again. There are planes here and there, but that experience of seeing an airplane pass over every 15 minutes is gone. I don't know how many planes are traveling across American skies at any given time, but it's way down. And so when you do see a plane landing at Midway, landing at O'Hare, just cruising overhead, take a moment, look up at it, reflect on that, reflect on how weird it is that air travel has all but stopped for most commercial passengers. And it's, I mean, there's more to say probably. I just don't, I just kind of looked up and I said, huh, there's an airplane. That's interesting. I haven't noticed one in a while. And then I decided to talk about it with you on the podcast. Speaking of the podcast, the last thing I'd like to talk about is we have reached episode 10. Uh, kind of a big milestone. I started this podcast a couple months ago, and I had been meaning to start a podcast for some time, but I was hesitant because people are always saying there are too many podcasts. Who should be adding their name and their voice to this big old batch of podcasts? We don't need any more podcasts. There are too many. I disagree. Why not make more podcasts? You know, even if I only have 20 listeners and they're all friends and family, so what? What's wrong with that? You know what I mean? Like they are getting to see this unique side of me that I have these other interests, that I have these other skills. The same could be true of you. If you've been thinking about doing this or if you've been thinking about something else that will require a leap in faith, um, take it. Why not? Start the podcast. Share your interests. Develop this skill. Become a better speaker. Learn about the technology to do it. Learn about editing. What do you have to lose? Even if you face plan, even if your podcast is the worst thing on earth, you still would have tried and trying is cool. I promise you that. Thank you for joining me for 10 episodes. I promise I'll keep making more. As long as I'm enthused by the format, I'll be here. And I want to wish you a happy holidays. Next time I see you, maybe Christmas or Christmas Eve. So be safe out there. Wear a mask. Avoid hanging out with um, people who are not in your bubble. Uh, this epidemic obviously is not over. It's in many respects only begun. Uh, the vaccine is out there. It's not our saving grace. Not yet anyway. So be safe, be smart, but enjoy the holidays. No matter what, look around, look up at the planes, take a minute, and, um, and be thankful that you're still here, I guess. Optimism doesn't suit me, but I'm trying. Take care, guys. See you next time.